Let's freaking go. Your LSU Tigers are right in the thick of the SEC race. It is early in the season, but you just witnessed one of the best road beatdowns we have seen in recent history. I could not understand for the life of me why Mississippi State even decided to come out there and play against a real SEC team today. I am just out of superlatives to talk about Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors today. They honestly were nothing short of incredible. And honestly, it shouldn't really come too much as a shock as the LSU offense has been more bad than good up to this point. And outside of a few drops early in the Florida State game and, and outside of a few shots missed here or there, Jaden Daniels is living up to the hype. And this was, to me, the big takeaway that you, as an LSU fan, finally got the opportunity to see what a dominant performance looks like on the road away from Tiger Stadium in an 11 a.m. performance because championship teams – you know, last year, we just always were trying to find ways to win games. We weren't playing our absolute best versus teams that aren't as good as us. Today was total domination in all three phases of the game of college football. Special teams continues to be great. Offensively, we hit explosive plays. And defensively, we're going to talk a lot about the LSU defense. Harold Perkins had a big day. Everybody had a big day on the defensive side of the football. But here's what I want to say about Jaden Daniels today. All right. About why I feel he could legitimately take LSU to the promised land this year, to the college football playoff this year, to actually winning the SEC this year. Today, and once again, we'll do the film studies. Obviously, Sunday, 6 p.m. is when this one will drop. Okay. The truth is, when you have elite quarterback play, and when your quarterback plays at a high level, and when your quarterback takes what the defense gives him when it's presented to him, and at the same time hit opportunistic explosive plays down the field, you can have not great performances from your other players. And starting off here with Will Campbell, you saw Brian Kelly actually pull Will Campbell from the game. Will Campbell has been the most consistently great player on this team outside of Malik Neighbors over the past two seasons. And Will committed the false start penalty uh, on the goal line. I don't think that was his fault, but still, he had a holding penalty. He had the, uh, the, the face mask personal foul penalty, and he had a tough game. This was the first, like, just bad game we've seen from him. But it doesn't matter. Because if you have elite quarterback play, it covers up the fact that the tight end position wasn't at its best. We missed a lot of blocks at tight end, and we made a few mistakes at tight end. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Really, only BTJ and Malik caught passes. If your quarterback is playing at an elite level, it puts everything else in the back burner. Okay, the truth is, even if the LSU defense didn't have a great day today, nobody was beating Jaden Daniels today. He was that freaking good. If this game was a shootout, we would have beaten him. And really, 
there was only one drive where I would even consider Jaden to have not played optimally, and that was the first drive out of the out of halftime when I felt he could have hit a few shots to Malik Neighbors on slot fades. But outside of that, he was stupendously good. Now, he does need to do a better job of not taking those hits, uh, which obviously Jesse Palmer, a quarterback, said repeatedly in the booth. He did take a lot of hits. He probably didn't need to take, obviously, that big one from Louisiana's uh, Sean Preston. They called that targeting. I hated that targeting call. Um, Jaden kind of jumped into him. But, man, Jaden was so freaking good today. It was a completely different gear than anything we had seen all of last year. So at this point of the season, Jaden Daniels has played four really good halves of football and one not so great half. And that, those second half drops in the Florida State game were not his fault, if you ask me. He's ridiculous at this point. Let's go to Hugh, our first Super Chat of the evening. I'm tailgating with Hugh next weekend. He doesn't know yet. Um, if Omar gets healthy, who are you starting at linebacker? That's a good question. I would have to look at the tape again to see like how good Whit Weeks was, but he was phenomenal today. Uh, he really was. We know for certain that Greg Penn needs to start. I think we can all agree on that. I'm fine with starting uh, Whit Weeks over Omar Spates when he comes back. Whit was really good today. But I also understand starting Omar when he gets back and then just having a heavier rotation at linebacker. This injury to Omar Spates is actually a good thing for this reason. We saw today in standard time that Whit Weeks is really good. Whit had a ridiculously high grade for me. Um, and he started moving up the, the recruiting depth charts uh, as we moved closer to the signing day last year. And, God, he was phenomenal today. He's a good special teamer, and he's just good at everything, right? I mean, he honestly just is. And as a true freshman, he's only going to get better. Um, but Greg Penn, for sure, is going to have to be a starter the rest of the season. Um, let, let's talk about this LSU defense while at the same time putting up the post-game stats from what was one of the best LSU performances under Brian Kelly. And you could argue the best under Brian Kelly, right? Uh, when you're talking about four-quarter domination, it's that. Now, you take a look at the yard per play mark. That's always the first thing that I look at, obviously, after the score. And the final yard per play numbers, let's see if we can find this. It actually ended up being seven for LSU. Seven on the dot yard per play. We want to be above 6.2 or more. And that is really impressive considering that LSU started the freaking uh, game, or, or, or should I say LSU ended the freaking game with just handoffs, right, with Garrett Nussmeyer. So uh, seven yards per play is absolutely ridiculous. And then after that, you want to take a look at the penalties. Penalties were a little bit of an issue today. A lot of those uh, were on us. Uh, a lot of those were also some BS penalties, obviously the um, – the, the, the penalty on Lance Hurd in the first half was absolutely terrible. The second thing I would bring up uh, about this game is Lance Hurd had an up-and-down performance, if you ask me, and the little bit that he played. So you might still see Miles Frazier getting the start um, the rest of the way, um, or at least for this next game versus Arkansas. 
and and we'll see. We'll obviously you know cross that bridge when we get there. But seven yards per play, 76 plays to their 50, nine of 16 on third downs, 11 of 18 on third and fourth down, 27 first downs to their 10. Did a really good job today in just all facets. And then, of course, a lot of you have been looking for more sacks. LSU had four of them today. Um thought Major Burns had a good bounce back performance today, and, and that's obviously really freaking good. Huh? Uh, uh. Missouri wins. There you go. I have Missouri, I believe, over their win total this year. No real shock. I, I like them this year. And one thing to keep in mind about that, um, Missouri is uh, is a team that I feel could be very difficult for us here in a few weeks. So, look, obviously we're going to be looking at Arkansas-BYU uh, today. And we'll see how they look uh, as we get closer to next week. So, yeah, really excited to see how all of this is going to play out. Let me take a look at some of the SEC scores across the way. Um, Arkansas BYU, by the way, doesn't kick off till 630. The CBS 230 games are are not good uh, from an SEC perspective. So there you go. I think Florida State ended up beating Boston College here. It's 31-29 with a few seconds left to go. So there you go. We get to the big super chat from Van. He says, when it comes to Whit Weeks, you have got to play them. And there is no way for Omar Spates to overtake Whit Weeks before next week. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine. Once again, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I do think Wit is obviously the better prospect, obviously has a higher upside. Obviously there is more future value in playing him uh, because, you know, you, you get a new leader for the next wave of LSU defense. And obviously more than likely Greg Penn's going to be back next year, but we're worried about this year, right? I think this sends a good message to Omar Spates that, Hey, this guy did a really good job. I also thought Van, one thing that was really impressive from the LSU coaching staff and Matt House was they did not get in their own way with starting a more experienced player in Witt's brother, West. Um, West is not better than Witt Weeks. He, he's just not. And I thought that they were going to start West over Witt, and Witt is really good. He just is. Um, you know, we did so many Patreon film studies on Whit Weeks, and he's just really freaking good. I always thought he was more of a year two guy. We'll see how he does against, you know, what should be a better Arkansas team next week. And yeah, but for me, th- outside of Whit Weeks, I've got to just be straight up with each and every one of you watching this right now. And I don't care if you're watching this live or if you're listening to this on the podcast down the road once again we upload pretty much everything we do on spotify and and itunes and all that stuff today what i want you to take away because i know a lot of you watch all the other lsu shows i know a lot of you are, are watching a ton of college football games in the background no matter what you do i want you to listen to me right now okay was mississippi state a bad team yes In the film study earlier this week, I shared with you that I think this team is full of ordinary players. Nobody spectacular. 
they don't really have any big time playmakers on their team outside of maybe a few on offense and outside of maybe a few on defense. So, yes, we shouldn't just get too carried away here. And I've been very vocal about the Zach Garnett decision at a head coach. He looked way over his skis today. With that said, because LSU dominated a road SEC team today, that lets me know that it is within the realm of possibility that this team really is a dominant team. And they played a de facto road game, game one of the season, where we have struggled picking out who our best players actually are. And the truth is, this team looked like a championship team today. They just did. Now, notice I'm not saying a college football playoff national championship team, just a championship team that is good enough to win the SEC. And that is my major takeaway. If you have a league quarterback play, the best thing about it is it puts so much pressure off the shoulders of everybody else. And the thing about Jaden, it wasn't the numbers that really impressed me today. It wasn't that. And a lot of you have always asked me, hey, Carter, why do you, why do you like KJ Jefferson so much? Because he plays with a bad supporting cast. Overall, Arkansas doesn't have a good supporting cast. That's why I've always liked KJ Jefferson. It's why I like quarterbacks that are good. You know, Patrick Mahomes doesn't have a great supporting cast. Uh, I mean, he has Travis Kelsey and, and a few others, but, I mean, who are his receivers? And he still wins. I like players that step up when the supporting cast struggles. And LSU's number seven had a rough day today. There were times where LSU struggled blocking at the tight end position. There were times when LSU was discombobulated. There were some third and longs that Jaden had to complete. That is what I like to see, right? Because it wasn't just that Mississippi State laid down. We had to earn some of the things. And what you'll see with the film study that we're about to show you guys here in just a second, you are going to see the throws that I picked out to cut and talk about in this postgame. The two slot fade touchdowns are really good, and we miss one to start the second half. Cool. But this this is what I love. It was third and medium. That first third and medium where they brought a zero blitz. Jaden sat in there, didn't force anything. Our offensive line picked it up perfectly, and we made it a fourth and short, and we got it, and we eventually you know kicked the field goal on the opening drive. God, that was just excellent stuff. And I I cannot state that enough. I like that because most of Jaden's success have been in games where, you know, he kind of started slow and then eventually he got going. Today, he just fired on all cylinders pretty much at all times. It really was spectacular to see. Yeah, you, you shouldn't you shouldn't get too carried away, right? You shouldn't get too carried away with this win. But, God, they looked really good. They looked really good. And, look, as a defense, all it takes is one dominant performance to get the confidence going. All right? And we'll break down Arkansas all next week. 
obviously not only here, but on the Power Hour SEC channel. We'll break them down. We're going to get the BYU tape a little bit later today. I will say this. The reason why you should watch a BYU game tonight is Arkansas has had by far the easiest schedule in the West to start the season. They played two awful teams, and in this last game, they really struggled versus a Kent State team that might be the worst FBS team. They, they very well could be. So, yeah, well, it's going to be interesting to see Arkansas, and we're going to get a night game. It's going to be absolutely crazy, but I want to more so focus on uh, today. Uh, so there you go. Now, we will um, obviously break down a whole lot uh, from so many you know different levels. I do want to include something, um, and – We'll, we'll, we'll see as time moves on. I, I've gotten a lot of questions about some players that were not there. Um, you know, I, I'll wait until everything just kind of settles with uh, with uh, with Greg Brooks. We'll, we'll see what exactly happened. Um, but, you know, I, I said this in the pregame. I, I was kind of, you know, just blindsided. But, you know, we'll, we'll just let we'll just let time play out and, and, and let, you know, the team, you know, share what exactly happened here, but I, I'm, I'm praying for him. That's, that's basically it. I mean, he's a team captain. It was just very unfortunate. Right. So we'll, we'll see what actually, what actually happens uh, because I do think we're going to need Greg Brooks back, even though our defense looked really good at the same time, they don't have a player offensively outside of maybe one who can stretch us. And like I've told you all this week, Will Rogers is, a decent but not great quarterback who had an dot of five last week. And all I kept hearing about, Jaden doesn't stretch the field. Jaden doesn't stretch the field when it was the other quarterback who didn't stretch the field. So um, let's go to TJ. Jaden scrambles versus dump offs to digs. Is there really that big of a difference at the end of the day? If so, does it justify the hits Jaden is taking on scrambles? All right. Very good question about the hits Jaden took today. Some uh, view them as unnecessary. I agree with that. Uh, so if you go back and look at the Arizona game versus Mississippi State, there were a few times where Delora had the opportunity to either run or just throw it on a dump off. We want Jaden running. We just do, okay, because he's that good of a runner. He very well could be the best ball carrier on our team when the football's in his hands, right? The only guys I would put above him would be Malik and and now Caleb Jackson. My goodness gracious. We tried telling you. Either way, uh, Caleb Jackson, phenomenal, phenomenal game today from him. We'll talk about him coming up. So we want Jaden running. It's just there is a few plays every game, TJ, that he does he he does something where it's like, Wait, why are you taking that hit? Why are you taking that hit? He had a few in the Mississippi State game last year as well. You know, he kind of jumped into Sean Preston, which is why I think the targeting call made it that much worse because it wasn't like Preston, like, launched into his head, right? And Jaden was in the open field. I'm especially sympathetic to targeting if it is a ball carrier running at you in the open field, whereas if it's a receiver going over the middle, you have a chance to size him up and he's running still. Jaden is, is, is a bouncy runner. 
And Jaden didn't need to take that hit. He didn't need to take that hurdle hit versus Florida State. Um, but the truth is, TJ, for me, from my vantage point, I'm okay with a few hits here and there, um, especially in the red zone where we struggle to convert. We want Jaden running in to the end zone because it's such a you know positive EV play, but he's got to do a better job of protecting himself. And honestly, he's very similar to Lamar. The one thing he needs to take away from Lamar Jackson, obviously he's not as good, not many people are, is when you're in the open field, just fall down. Just fall down, protect your body, uh, and and live to fight another day. Is there really that big of a difference at the end of the day? So I think there is because Jaden is such a great runner. We want him taking those yards, and he did a good job of that today. He really did. And honestly, we saw today, Jaden, when he is throwing at least good, if he's throwing at least good, he is special because everything else he does is special. Okay? One reason why I liked LSU to win this game today is because Mississippi State won a game just on turnovers last week. You don't turn the football over. You're going to put yourself in a position to win. Also, if you guys tailed me, I've gotten a few texts on this. I said, go hammer the over. The over did clear, right? Um, so I hope you followed those instructions. Always do so responsibly. But uh, I, I I thought their offense was going to be slightly better in this spot. But boy, was I happy I was wrong. What a legendary defensive performance. Let's go to Kareem. Glad JD went crazy. The hate was unwarranted. Absolutely. Let's see. Logan Diggs had a really good day today as well. But I do want to share one thing. Okay. Yeah, Andre Sam had a good day. I do want to share one thing. As good as Logan Diggs was. And Josh Williams had another good day today as well. No, no surprise there. He's good. There is one special back in this LSU backfield. And he wears number 28. Logan Diggs is very, very, very good. He is very good. Josh Williams is very good. Logan Diggs is special. I must say Logan Diggs. Caleb Jackson is special. He is special, all right? And look, this is why we do all these live streams during the offseason. We look at all these high school tapes. We do all this history on which running backs actually succeed in the SEC. We did a full week on uh, of just SEC running backs or PHL last summer. And when I tell you Caleb Jackson looked absolutely ridiculously good, Today, I mean it. He is shot out of a cannon. And as great as Jaden Daniels was today, the truth is, everyone's going to be talking about that Caleb Jackson hit. Everybody. Everybody. is being shared all over social media. Caleb Jackson's trending on social media. Now, 
what I would do if I if I were um, Frank Wilson. Did Florida State lose? Wait, what are you talking about, Kareem? Did they end up holding on? Did they lose? No, they won. No, so they should keep the number. They should keep a top five ranking. Um, Kareem, thank you for the super chat. Uh, they should keep a top five ranking. That was a road game. It was a red bandana game for Boston College. They were fired up. Weather was also kind of weird heading into that game. Travis got a little banged up as well. But we want Florida State to keep being elite. <laughs> you should be cheering for them. That's good for us, right? Um, so yeah, they they should they they should uh, they they should keep. Uh, their their top five ranking, and I really do mean that. Scooby said, "I like the penalty on Campbell. We need someone to display the nastiness in front of the lineman." Yeah, but I mean, we had already made a statement. We're up by a gazillion, and my point also is penalties on Will were a little. I mean, the false start gets credited to Will, but Miles Frazier was a, a false start as well. That's kinda on the quarterback and center. Um, and honestly, how it's coached, we can we'll, we'll talk about that on the film study. But I thought the refs weren't the absolute best in this game. But if it's a blowout, it really doesn't matter. So, yeah, um, there you go. Now, um, here's here's what I'll say. And Brian Kelly confirmed it. Let's see. This is the first I've seen of the post-game press conference. So it was uh, something medical with uh, with Greg Brooks. And this, I'd heard something during um, during the third quarter um, from someone I trust, and and obviously we'll 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 see how everything goes from that that vantage point. Uh, Ovia Gufu. Uh, turned his ankle on Thursday, which is why he couldn't help out on defense. He was also able to play some special teams. Also, I will say this. Uh, you know, obviously, Ovi joined the channel uh, before the season, and he played some special teams. Braden Swenson had another good day today. One other minor thing uh, for Ovi Agufu is he did have um, an unfortunate accident happen before the season, and that also uh, hurt his hand. Uh, so if, if you've seen him, he's he's had his hand heavily taped, and I think that has affected the display a little bit more than um, than what would be out there. Uh, but right now, o- Ovi, uh, you know, Braden Swinson has a good shot of remaining the starter, even if Ovi does come back. Jackson, thank you for the super chat. I really appreciate you. Um, Jackson, listening on the way back from Starkville. Really cool stuff. A lot of people went to the game. Jared was at the game in uh, Starkville. Uh, so there you go. Malik Neighbors, 13 catches, 239 yards, two touchdowns. Look at that photo. Huh? 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 What a day. What a freaking day. Okay, South Carolina, let's go. I think um, under Beamer, South Carolina is going to play a team every year that they shouldn't beat, and they beat them. 
but yeah, going at Casho, South Carolina, 27 and a half point tickets. That's right, Jay Madison. I'll tell you this, man. When it comes to toughness, there are not many quarterbacks. And here they are holding up three for uh, Greg Brooks. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Um, when it comes to toughness, there's not many that come close to Jaden. He is tough as nails, bro. Tough as nails. Jaden freaking Daniels. Let's go. So, uh, we always do this. If we get to a hundo and super chats, we're already halfway there thanks to Van. Uh, if we get another 50 or so in super chats, of course, we're giving out another Jaden Daniels card today. If we get a hundo and super chats, you might be getting a Heiser Trophy card right here, right now. Okay? We're giving out a lot of cards here on PHL. I think for sure. I honestly think we're going to get to 200. Dang, Danny coming in hot. Caleb Jackson is Leonard Fournette 2.0. Love it. But yeah, Caleb is 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 a dude, man. Is a dude. I should have been bold. I should have been bold and put him as a number one guy in this last class. But I wasn't bold enough. I wasn't bold enough. So our patrons know this. My number one guy was Lance. Shelton was number two, and Caleb was number three. What a freaking dude! Let's go to TJ here. Starting fast was so freaking key today. You better believe it. And a big reason we started fast. Jaden freaking Daniels. Let's go. All right. Um, fourth and goal. And, of course, LSU would have scored here if it wasn't for the uh, the, the the false start. Um yeah, I I have I've got to be real here. You know, I prefer quarterback sneaks in this spot. What's very interesting was the false start actually happened by not one but two players, and I think that's because they are going off the clap. All right, so when Jaden claps right here, they they they're going. So the ball should potentially already be snapped. But here's the thing: if you're in a quarterback sneak in this spot, you're going off go. So if that's the case, then, well, uh, you don't have to worry about, you know, the guys not firing off on time. So there you go. Um, still very unfortunate that that were to happen. And we, we blocked this, honestly, pretty fine. And we were able to score. Look at that. So now it's being communicated and Jaden is changing the uh, protection. And they see that Mississippi State is deciding to bring something Okay, because it looks like they're playing off, but they saw that the linebackers were uh, leaking in here. And what essentially happens is this is a zero blitz. It is man coverage across the way, and they're playing off. 
Okay, it's a really good call. Defenses normally like to blitz in this spot. We won't get into all the reasons why. And this is just really good quarterbacking right here by Jaden. We normally don't want unblocked A-gap pressure, but everybody else other than this player is blocked. And Jaden, look at this throw while getting smashed, throws it right there to make it a manageable fourth down. And you'll see it right here, okay? Um, so Charles is already uh, obviously blocking down. In theory, you would want Josh to block this unblocked safety, but the reason why you let the safety go and you pick him up is because the safety is coming from all the way back here. So Jaden looks left, and he immediately works back to a safety valve, and what have we said? Malik Neighbors in the slot all day, every day, and look at that throw. That's just really, really, really good stuff right there by Jaden Daniels. Coach Kelly should have put nuts in earlier. Dang, Todd. Todd is saying we should have pulled Jaden Daniels out after the first quarter. I'm kidding, Todd. I know what you're saying. Uh, no, I was fine with uh, letting Jaden play out the, the the third quarter and then giving, you know, basically Nuss pretty much the entire fourth quarter. So, yeah. Alabama struggling right now. Okay. You are right, TJ, and a big reason why we did start fast is because of Jaden. Right out of the jump. Just playing really good. And the next thing is going to be... I don't... Like, here's here's something that I think a lot of young defensive coordinators do wrong. And Arnett, of course, is a very young guy. If I go into a game defensively, you can ha you can be the smartest defensive mind out there, and Arnett is considered one of the best. You don't want to lose a game, letting the other team's best players just do what they do best. So what did Mississippi State do today? Well, they kept letting Jaden run. You don't want to let Jaden run. You want to, you want to keep your pass rush lane integrity and. Make a beat you from the pocket. And if he's playing from the pocket, what you don't want to happen is let Malik Neighbors beat you. Now, some of it, okay, some of it is, um, uh, Jaden just being unbelievable and Malik just making plays. But, God, I, I was shocked. I was shocked that they kept giving Malik what they were giving him. At that point, you have to say, well, let's make him throw to somebody else. What's going on with Bama? It's, it's still early. Yeah, he's, he's – you're right, Michael B., So there you go. Todd says, LBers look good today. I think our DL is good, but not dominant. Uh, defense line was pretty good today. Defense line was pretty good. But the truth is, the defense that you have has so much to do with what the offense is doing. Okay? 
we played the worst offense on our Power 5 schedule. Now, we were still dominant. We were still dominant. But this was the first team that made the LSU defense look good for the first time in a while. This was the first good defensive performance from the LSU defense since the Arkansas game, really. You know, Purdue game, of course, as well. They were down to their third-string quarterback and Arkansas on the back of quarterback. So, honestly, this was the first game that the LSU defense played well versus starters of a Power 5 team since the Alabama game where they were dominant against Bryce Young. So, I I, I think the defensive line was fine today. I, I do. Mississippi State's a more run-based attack, and they have one big run. That was it. That was it. So I'm perfectly fine with that, man. Perfectly fine, baby. Reed, come on. You know, it, come on. It's your first comment in months, and you come in with, with this BS. Doesn't say anything, honestly. You're, 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 you're stripping everything of context and just doing a transit of property thing here that just doesn't make any sense. Okay? And I knew this was going to come at some point. Florida State is on the road. All right? Do you know how hard it is to play great on the road, to dominate a team on the road? Also, the weather was crazy. Also, Jordan Travis hurt his shoulder. Now, I didn't watch any of the game. Didn't watch any of the game. But Florida State also had a play where one of their receivers was running down the field, and he just fumbled and gave Boston College an easy defensive touchdown. Doesn't mean crap. Florida State is still a great team. Florida State is still a great team. What I would tell you, though, is... Um, you know, college football is a weird game. College football is a weird game. And, you know, I, I've said this all off season. I'll say it again now. No matter what the case of the Florida State game, no matter how that game played out, it was going to be a little overvalued from an LSU sense for two reasons. The first is, you still have the full SEC slate left to go. It's still a brutal schedule. So even if you won the game, you still had a lot of football ahead of you. But more importantly, if LSU had lost, um, they're still in it. It's not the point, though. That wasn't that wasn't your point. Your point was Florida State struggling in the red bandana game, which is a big deal for Boston College. It's something that they're known for nationally. It's the only thing Boston College, outside of Matt Ryan, is known for nationally. Okay. 
Let's go, Cox. Wade had a big day. And they all, they, they all, they always, always play tight. They, they just do. Uh, I have a lot of friends from Florida State now just from playing, you know, you kind of develop these relationships with, you know, players and all that stuff. Like, I would tell you, Florida State probably should have blown them out. But there was a lot of fluky things that happened for Boston College, you know, to kind of stay in that game. Once Florida State got their footing, they were starting to pull away. And then I saw the play where they just fumbled, and it, it's a free touchdown. I still think Florida State's a great team. I, I just do. And, I don't, and it's not just because they beat us. But my power rankings before the season had Georgia 1, LSU 2, Boston College 3. Those are my top teams. I think Michigan and Ohio State were four and five, or it was something like that. But I'm not here to talk about Florida State. I'm here to talk about our freaking LSU Tigers. Yeah, Boston College. Now, let's pull up the stats from today's game. Take a look at this. Will Rogers, 11 to 28. Now, I know a lot of you are going to lose your, you know what? Jane Daniels today, 30 of 34 for 361, two tutties, no INTs, and he also had 15 carries for 64 yards and two touchdowns. This is like probably one of the best fantasy stat lines we've ever seen from an LSU quarterback, especially since the Burrow years. But I would love for someone to calculate the fantasy points there. Shout out to Underdog Fantasy, PHL supporters. But goodness gracious, just honestly a legendary performance from him and Malik Neighbors. 13 for 239, two tutties. Now, this isn't a legendary opponent. What I would tell you is you can't play quarterback much better than Jaden did today. He marks eight carries for 75 yards. Most of, most of those was on just that one long run. But one thing we have not done, we've already gone over the offense some. Let's take a look at the defense. Bit weeks led LSU in tackles eight. Quarterback Curry. Andre Sam and Harold Perkins followed up with four tackles apiece. Really good game all around from the LSU defense. Ryan Yates played a lot today, too. Davian Jones had that sack. Really good stuff. It's a great, great, great performance. It's linebackers. We told you going into the game that they're pretty good. 27 total tackles. We want to see that. All right. As they were really outside of just raking in tackles, they were tackling people eight, nine, ten yards down the field. Yeah, the underthrow to Malik was crazy on the double move. So Malik 
honestly could have even had a better day in theory. What a day. Yeah, it's true. That's true. That's part of who he is, too. But the, the hit he took on the long run, he should just fall down. Now, let me see. What else do I want to cover here? I've pretty much touched on everything um, in the notes that I wanted to get to. Um, Go to 504 Gorilla. Hey, Carter, what happened with Trey Holling? Yeah, this is a definite case of a guy needing a, a redshirt year. Um, I think he I think he could play, honestly, and give you a few carries at the end of games. But at this point, your running back room is eight deep, okay? Number one, that's just honestly just an excess amount of running backs. You don't really need that many. You normally need like five scholarship running backs. It's normally a pretty good number. So if you got all these guys, there's no point in playing Trey Holly and just burning him, right? So I think towards the end of the season, you'll see him get some carries when we get to that uh, that that four carry or less area. But uh, but yeah. Bye, Bingo here. Nuss is QB1 next year. I know you got to be conservative when big lead, but I wish they would have let him toss it around a little bit. Opportunities to see the field are going to be slim moving forward. Well, that's a good thing, right? You you want Jaden to be so freaking good to where you are saying this now, Bayou Bingo 205, where you're like, oh, okay. Jaden is really that guy. Um, Nuss isn't going to play. Uh, for the rest of the season, right? That's what that's what you wanted to see. I didn't want to continue to be in quarterback limbo where this guy deserves reps and this guy deserves reps and let's split it down the middle uh, and where people are saying, well, we need a two-quarterback system. No, you want to just have a guy. But to your point, yeah, I wish we could have let them toss it around. But if it's such a blowout, number one, it's a little disrespectful to the opposition. And then number two, it was just to the point where we just got to run the football. You know, you're just trying to get out of there. Um, here's a big benefit, though, uh, to, to this is it's another year watching from the sidelines. And the good thing from Garrett Nussmeyer's standpoint is of course every freaking person wants to be the guy. But I did see Garrett Nussmeyer celebrate Jaden Daniels quite a bit today. I and that's always a good thing. It's important to be a good teammate. And Jaden does the same thing, vice versa. So it, it's critical, absolutely critical to 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 see it. But I keep going back to this. The fact that we came in and just dominated them, 
lets you know everything you need to know about this team. That there is some of this in LSU. We can run you out of a building. We can dominate for four quarters in all different facets of the game. Yeah, that was interesting, Dante. He he was actually uh, still in bounds. So there you go. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Huh? 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 Let me see something. Huh? Huh? Oh, I gotta see. Look at this. Let's freaking go. What's up, Yinny? Good to see, good to see the beautiful grand Yinny in here. Freaking go. Yinny, that's, that's, that's my line. You know, you're not allowed to do that. Here's Jared at the game today. Look at that. Huh? 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 Oh, man. They had the little cowbells for the LSU fans. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Now, Yenny has a very interesting topic and question because I know Grant's one of the smartest guys we have on here. And we'll answer his question coming up. And one final thing I want to mention about the LSU wide receivers, and it should be very interesting. What is Kyron Lacey's role in this offense moving forward? That's coming up after this. PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. Big, big shout out to Louisiana Controls. Big thanks to TJ and the crew over there. Goes a long way, man. Hey, there you go, Jared. Jared, do you see your face up there? Good to see you. Thank you for the super chat. Let's go to TJ. And once again, Grant, to your super chat, any question that you want to get to, we'll go straight to it. Um, Let's go here. I wanted to show you guys this. So this was uh, the Greg Brooks post you saw a minute ago. Here's BK with the fellas. Charles Turner. It's Christian Brathwaite, 44 right there. Look at Jaden and Malik. Gotta love that. <laughs> That's good stuff. That is some crazy flak jacket stuff right there. Look at that. Terrell Perkins. You can see in the background, Scott Woodward. There's Mason Smith, 
Brathwaite. I think that's John Emery back there. Jacoby and Guillory. And that's Womack right there. Crazy. Gotta love it, man. Ain't nothing like it. Hit me up. I'll get you in contact with TJ. Louisiana Controls. Commercial HVAC Needs. Roderick. There you go. Oh, yeah. Roderick's in here. We got to do the Roderick. We in this thing, Rod. Let's go. Let's go, Roderick. Let's go to Scooby. I'm still cautious with our passing game. State is a terrible team. No other way to describe them. Every deep throw required Malik to slow to a jog because of being underthrown, and it didn't matter. So, yeah, the double move was an underthrow. Obviously, you want to hit him in stride to where he can catch it and, and run in for a touchdown. You still rather it be underthrown than un, and then overthrown if he's at wide open. Okay? So, if you underthrow it, the guy will run through him and you get a pass interference penalty. And if you underthrow it, it allows a receiver to adjust and have a chance to make a catch. If you overthrow it, you don't get anything, right? It's it's zero, okay? So quarterbacks just in general tendency, uh, they have a they have a tendency to underthrow it. Nuss is underthrown, uh, deep passes. Uh, you know, just it, that's how it is. You know, um, so what we'll do is we'll go on and share the second breakdown, and this is a slight. Slight underthrow. Slight, but it's still really good. So here we go. It's second and 17 after the penalty. And Jaden sees right here that this safety is on this hash and in the box. So he knows that Malik is not really, and you see he's looking at the safety right there. He knows Malik is one-on-one -on -one down the sideline, and he decides to let this bad boy rip. This is what a lot of people have been asking Jaden to do more of, and this right here. Just look at where this ball is placed. It is absolutely amazing. And you see Malik, he didn't put his hands up till the very last second. Jamar Chase is so good at that. So the throw should get a lot of credit, but honestly, this is as good of a route you're going to see, okay? This corner is actually bailing on Malik, so you wouldn't think he would be able to get over the top of him. So Malik decides to stutter and go, a nice little double move, and you see that the corner is actually turned, and he's still in pretty good position, so Malik slows down just a little bit and then turns the afterburners on. Great hand fighting right there by Malik Neighbors, and look at this. Perfect. I mean, God, that is such a great catch. Uh, man. Throw is perfect, catch even better. Crazy stuff. So outside of the Malik double move under throw. I mean, what else? I mean, that, that ball was near perfect right there. And it took Malik, you know, honestly kind of creating uh, 
that deep throw for, for it to happen to happen. And Jaden put it right on the money. Put it right on the money. It happens, uh, 504. You know, running back is a position where... What's up, Tim? Good to see you, brother. So, uh, Tim's son was a high school teammate of, of Jaden. Good to see you, man. So, running back's a position where you're blocking and the context surrounding you matters more than probably any other position. Running backs, for their success, oftentimes get too much credit, but there are special running backs who truly do move the needle. And obviously, Caleb Jackson is that guy. Him and Logan have, have kind of just moved it, and and honestly, Josh played really well today too. I, I think it. I think it. I think you'd be doing the team a disservice if if Caleb didn't get touches from this point forward. Uh, he he looks really good. He looks really, really, really freaking good. And yeah. See, Tyler Buckner looks terrible. Yeah, you know, Carvis, I never quite understood like that transfer for for him, and I never quite understood why people were so hyped for for that. I was like, I, I wouldn't have gone off Milrow. I I would not have gone off Milrow just after the Texas game. I know he threw a few pick sixes. I just don't understand the mood of Buckner. I, I just didn't, but we'll we don't play them till later in the season, so we'll cross that bridge in. Team Millie, one of our many patrons. Good to see you, man. Jordan, he says Caleb looks different. He does. I mean, it's just eye test at this point. If y'all can't see it, I don't I don't I don't know what I don't know what you want me to tell you. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Okay. Roughly 20 away before uh, giving out another Jaden Daniels card. So you guys let me know. Uh, let's see. How many plays were there where it was just the coverage being bad? Honestly, I, I once again, I go through all the plays – so I have a better answer. I honestly just don't know if it it like how many throws today were just blown coverage. I think it was just also LSU finding the right matchups. Tell him Cole. It's true, Sibley. It's true. All right, Jared with the super chat. We have not only got a shout out, Jared, we've got a shout out, Jeremy, Dave, and Woody. Jeremy, Dave, and Woody. It sounds like three high school teenagers who started a punk rock band. Huh? 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 
they're they're starting a band called Blink One Eighty Three. There you go, Jeremy, Dave, and Woody. Shout out for you dealing with Jared. All right, so tell me, B. Wyman, which which plays were the blown coverage? Where are the are, are the cocks out? Are the are the cocks balling out? Let's go. Cockle doo doo doo. Once again, I'll rewatch the tape and I'll I'll see where the blown coverage was. Let's see, and we only had two punts from Bramlett. Gregory Clayton caught all. Gregory Clayton's punt return was actually really freaking good today. The third and twenty-three. Okay, let me see. What was the third and twenty-three play? Was the third and twenty-three? Let me remind myself here. I can pull up the play-by-play. I gotta pull it up right here. Third and twenty-three. The first quarter, second quarter. See. Yeah, I don't think Lacey. I don't think Lacey got a target. Big grits. What's up, grits? Let's go. Dang grits. The grits. I made the Quaker Oats reference recently. Grits have had a good week this week on 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 PHL. Let's see, third and twenty three. Oh, no, no, no. There wasn't a third and 23 in the first quarter. Is there one in the second quarter? It says Jaden was sacked on a third and 23. So if there's another one, let me know. Yeah, he was sacked. Let's go to Desmond with the super chat. Desmond says, should LSU continue with the 4-3 defense for this season? Okay. I've won you a few bucks. There you go, 504 Gorilla. Well, you know one thing you can do? If I won you a few bucks, go to powerlsu.com slash shop. I told you guys to take the over, and the over clears, baby. 
Not by much, but it got there. PowerHourLSU.com slash shop. Get your merch. It's a good way to support us. Get four shirts. You get a Joe Burrow card from me. So there you go. Now, here's what we're going to do. In the next five to ten minutes, I'm going to answer as many questions as I possibly can. But if you super chat, we'll keep it going. We'll keep this party moving, baby. Just hit me up. And we'll keep this party moving. So let me answer Desmond's uh, question about the 4-3. This is where football gets a little too com- uh, complex. LSU doesn't run a 4-3. They don't. But what they elect to do is play a four-man front. So in theory, they are playing a 3-3-5. Three, three, but it's not a 3-3-5. Three, three, because if you think of a 3-3-5, three, three, you think Mississippi State or West Virginia. But personnel-wise, it really is a actual 3-4. They have three defensive linemen, so it's Savian Jones, Mason Smith, and Makai Wingo. They have a jack linebacker who is a goofu. And your starting linebackers were Harold Perkins, West Weeks, I say West Weeks, Whit Weeks, and Doug Gregpin. Okay. And Harold Perkins, in theory, was playing the nickel, but he was a linebacker playing DB, if you will. Okay. The issue LSU is going to have, and it wasn't necessarily an issue today because Mississippi State's offense is so bad. It's that the edge player is a goofu. He plays a jack. So when we play better teams and we want to run our base defense out of nickel, a pure nickel would be someone like Sage Ryan. Well, we don't want to take Harold Perkins off the field. So where does Harold Perkins play? Do we play him at the jack? Do we try him as an every down jack? Those questions are still going to be out there. But the LSU defense was really good today. A lot of it was because of their offense. I did not like their OC hire when Mississippi State made it, Barbe, whatever. And uh, it, it was a mess. It was an absolute mess. Let's go to Grix. Thoughts on Arkansas next week? Okay. Arkansas is a really good football team because they have a really good quarterback. Everything that we saw from Jaden today – at least Jaden has some supporting cast help. Arkansas is not given a whole lot for KJ Jefferson. They lost a really good offensive coordinator who went to TCU, and their offense grits has looked terrible up to this point. Now, the score lines don't indicate that, but that's because KJ Jefferson is the number two rated quarterback according to Pro Football Focus. And the reason why is if you go look at his stats, they don't really look that great. It's just 
he's having to do everything. Their only good rushing play up to this point has been QB power. And their pass protection has been great. And they don't have good receivers. Uh, th- th- their best receiver went to Texas A&M Commerce last year. And their second best receiver is from a college named Hillsdale. Okay. I don't think any of you have heard of those universities. Guess what? I didn't know there was a Texas A&M Commerce. I didn't even know they had a football team. So Arkansas is a one-man wrecking crew. Now, their running back is very hurt. We don't know if he'll be back by the LSU game. Their best one. And they have a really good center. But offensively, they're very meh. Defensively, they're interesting. They have a new defensive coordinator in Travis Williams. Uh, he was a coach at Auburn for a while, and he's been the coordinator at UCF, and he's had a really good defense. Their defense is all transfers, all transfers. And that's basically been the case for them every year. So, yeah. Let's go to Cliff, the Prez of PHL. Savian Jones. Let's see here. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, 504. I really don't. But, yeah, I don't know. You begin to worry. I mean, you know, he had that um, absolutely ridiculous golf cart accident. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. God, Jaden was good today. I'm just really excited that that he was that good. Let's see. What else do we want to get into today?
It's going to be a little bit different playing them early in the season. Uh, but yeah, if you're LSU and you blow Arkansas out next week, you got the back-to-back road games coming up. Better watch out, man. You better watch the frick out. Two hundred sixty-five pounds. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I look. Jane's got more haters than I ever will have, so I don't even know what it's like to be him. But I will say, I feel like I've been pretty fair in my analysis of Jaden Daniels. I feel like I've been more towards he's a very good quarterback with flaws than him just not being playable, like some people believe. Um, I've always had the policy where if you're not playing exceptional football, there's always should be a question about at any position, should we do this or should we do that? But if you go look at my comment sections, anytime I do anything with Jaden, anytime I do anything, it's it's Jaden can't throw it deep or whatever. And I get that. I'm, I'm fine with people being saying those things. It's just the people that write paragraphs about how terrible he is. And I'm like, you do understand, like, we saw Will Rogers, who a lot of people will tell you he's good. I saw a list this week that had Will Rogers as the number three quarterback in the entire SEC. And I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. (laughs) And, uh, And, yeah, I mean, there's just not many... Elite, elite college quarterbacks. There's just not. And LSU definitely has one closer to that range than quarterbacks who than quarterbacks who are like Will Rogers, who are just middle of the pack. Yeah, Michael B. And that, that's another thing about Jaden's performance, man. It really, it really was that good because we did not have elite play at that position today. And honestly, our tight end play overall this year has just kind of been okay. Uh, You know, Mason had had some tough moments in in that Florida State game, Um, but he is by far our best option there. And today proved that. Today proved that. I mean, seeing him even dress out was, was really impressive. Let's see here. There's anything else I missed. Malik Neighbors has an ice pack on his shoulder.
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got through a few of these. Show you guys this. There you go, Aaron Murray. And people probably bashed him for it. I have always been a, I don't really see it with Will Rogers kind of person. Look at this from the Alabama game. God bless. Woo! Dang, Alabama getting flattened. Freaking love it. And then, of course, we got to have this on repeat, y'all. Jackson with a stiff arm into the outside and then bowl. Jackson with a stiff arm into the outside and then bowl. Jackson with a stiff arm into the outside and then bowl. Jackson with a stiff arm into the outside and then bull. Jackson with a stiff arm into the outside and then bull. Jackson with a stiff arm into the outside and then bull. Jackson with a stiff arm into the outside and then bull. Jackson with a stiff arm into the outside and then bull. Jackson with a stiff arm into the outside and then bull. Jackson with a stiff arm into the outside and then bull. Jackson with a stiff arm into the outside and then bull. Jackson with a stiff arm into the outside and then bull. Jackson with a stiff arm into the outside and then bull. Jackson nasty, bro. I mean, dude, it's just nasty. It's nasty. What's up, Underground Nasty? Welcome to the channel. It's true, Max. All the rules are the offense. Hey! Gotta enjoy it, though. You gotta enjoy it! South Carolina playing Georgia. Tough. I'm about to check that out. Let's see. We are a 20 super chat away from 
Even at the Jaden call. We're close. We're close. We'll take a few more here in the next five. Which I hope Caleb. Heck, H sound this. I'm just going to say on the SEC channel, I do a lot of film studies on Arkansas. They crush it. They share it a bunch of times. I get a ton of views for my SEC Arkansas film study. I watch this team not as closely as I do LSU. I watch basically their highlight tapes. I'm going to watch a good bit of their game. On film, they do not look good. I'm just being real. They do not look good. It's, it's, it's a lot of one-man wrecking through kind of stuff. Um, defensively, they're, they're loaded. Their defense still hasn't played anybody. Did I do something with the mic? Yeah, how does it sound? Type Y, P, S, F, E, D, F, E, D, F, E, D, F, It has, even last year, it has some 2007. Oh, it does? Sounds like I'm in a hole? Let me see. Might be me. Yeah. That's my fault. Totally. Yeah, I'll just go to... Just use. Could you be my laptop? It's old as hell. Harvard. That's true. The port. I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know if Harvard could, but the portal can just get wild. Watch out with the portal. Huh? 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 Sounds like I'm in a hole. Oh, I hate that. Let's go here. A hit stick. Yeah, you did show a lot of growth today. It was really pretty good. Now, what I need to know is who all is going to the Arkansas game next week? And I TJ, we'll be hanging out. We're definitely going to do something on Friday, Friday night. 
So be on the lookout for that. All right. Well, I will be chat. Oh, there we go. Look, we got to a hundo. Everybody made a big deal about Mason Smith missing, uh, missing week one, but I thought he's been really quiet these past two weeks. What are my thoughts on this situation? So, I thought Mason had a fine game today. Um, it, it, he didn't do anything special. He didn't just dominate the game. Uh but a few things, you know, as college football is spread out, you know, it's harder for a defensive tackle to have the kind of game that a, you know, a, a Glenn Dorsey used to have or something like that in Dominican Sioux. Uh, I, thought he, I thought he did his role fine. He obviously had the big pass breakup in the second half um, to, to get in the passing lane. And look – it was uh, it was one of those things where you know he, he kind of is just playing within the frame of, uh, of the defense. But are we going to see Mason step up and actually start making some of the plays that we saw him make in in um, the first game? We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Um, I, I truly do believe that um, that Mason Smith is in a, is in a position where he's still trying to figure out, you know, his role uh, on the defense. What exactly does he want um, his role to be, and how does he feel about playing alongside Mackay Wingo? How does he feel about the LSU defense moving forward? Um, and what I mean by that is sometimes you, you kind of have to figure out how you want to be featured in a defense. And I know that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but I say that because in his first year, Mason Smith was kind of allowed to just do whatever he wants. And that was because Ed Orgeron believed, hey, we want our defensive tackles penetrating into the backfield as far as we possibly could. And we want those guys to go in and just make as many plays. And for me, please correct me if I'm wrong on this. That's not a good strategy, if you ask me. It's just not. We want our guys to play together to where we're not having our linemen over penetrate. That was a big issue we had stopping the run versus scrambling, right? Guys were just going upfield, and whether it was a, a, a drawn third and long or whether it was just a simple run play to wherever, we weren't shedding blocks, making plays, and even if we did, we would be kind of just washed out of the play. So today, Jay Rogers, on one play, we might get to it on the film study. That's the hard part about a film study is you, you want to cover all the plays that people really care about. Uh, there was a third and short Jay Rogers that I felt he could have disengaged off a block a little bit quicker 
And he kind of got caught up a little too much in putting the offensive alignment on his butt. And I feel like he struggles disengaging to his left, where he's got a blocker shedding him off and finding somebody. And he, I felt like in the Grambling game, he had an opportunity to make that type of play. And he, in, in this game, he had that opportunity as well. So that's why when I say he's got to figure out what he wants out of this defense, well, he needs to start playing within himself, right? Sure, it's cool if you put an offensive lineman on his butt. It's cool if you if you outstrength him, outmuscle him. But at some point, you got to shed and make a tackle. I think his pass rushing's been okay up to this point. The pass deflection, I think, is going to do a lot for his confidence, and he'll be able to uh, take that next step eventually. So I've gotten a few questions about the microphone. I just turned it off. I don't know why. It's crazy. If we made it to the SEC champ, would I rather see Georgia, Tennessee, or Dark Horse, USC? All right. So I'm not obviously able to see the USC game right now versus Georgia. USC's roster is not good. They've got obviously a good but not great quarterback who's very talented and Spencer Rattler. They have a really good receiver in Antoine Wells, but they lost right in in their best run. And defensively, they are painfully average. But they are the best special teams team you'll, you'll see year in and year out in the SEC. And Beamer is so freaking good as a coach. She's so freaking good. Like, this is why I did not bet they're under. Most teams, with what they return, I'm taking their under. But Beamer is special. He is special, man. You don't, and, and obviously we see Clemson is really flawed. But you don't blow out Tennessee. And then emotionally come back down to earth and beat Clemson at Clemson. That's special stuff. You, you've you got to be freaking good as a coach to do that. You just do. So, uh, I, th- I think Tennessee is overrated too. And I feel like there's going to be so much public money lost on this Tennessee game. I really like Florida tonight. I do. I do. I don't think Florida's good. I hate that spot for Tennessee. I hate it. Um, I think if Tennessee plays the right quarterback, though, they have a shot. Georgia will come back and win this game today. I'm not even watching it. Obviously, I'm here. But – but, yeah, I think at this point, uh, out of these three, I know you were joking a little bit. I would rather play. I would rather play USC. Now, this continues. All right. And I'm going, I, I know I've said this a gazillion times when I did a 35 minute deep dive on the SEC channel. I swear. There's no team that has gotten luckier than Kentucky. 
Dude, they get so lucky, and they've got a legit shot to win it this year in the East. They're playing another non-Power 5 team, and then they play Vanderbilt in Week 4. So they're going to be 4-0. And the truth here is Kentucky has to play Alabama later this year. And they just happen to get Alabama. One out of every six years. Now, this is changing next year, obviously, but one out of every six years you have to play Alabama if you're Kentucky. And they're getting them at their absolute lowest. Guess when Kentucky played LSU in the six-game rotation? 2021. When we sucked. They, they, got, they didn't get LSU in 2019 or 2018 when we were good. Or 2022 when we were good. They got them in the Orgeron downturn. They are the luckiest team. They are the luckiest team with the schedule rotation stuff. TJ's with me. It's not, it's, LSU does have a chance. But I'm telling you right now, the likelihood that they lose another game before Alabama, I still would consider to be pretty high. I I would, just because of how crazy this is. Now, I will say this, Jay Madison. If LSU blows the brakes off of Arkansas next week, that obviously changes everything, because that means that this team actually is really good, and they just happen to get an unbelievably difficult week one schedule that no one else had to play. Something else. Let's just say this happens here, Jay Madison. Um, one thing that could potentially be a disaster for the SEC, as far as like college football playoff resumes are concerned, let's just say South Carolina wins tonight, and let's just say Florida wins tonight. Okay, so that would mean the three best wins on the day would all be from the three teams that lost in week one. So the three teams that actually grew a pair and decided to schedule a very difficult week one game, well, maybe there's a benefit of that. You're battle-tested. You play somebody. Your team is a, is a little bit more grown. You're playing a lot of teams that really haven't had to buckle their chin straps yet. And then if they do win, if if South Carolina wins and then Florida wins later tonight, which I think they will, you're going to have all these teams that are who you would consider to be the elite teams, LSU, Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama. They all have one loss. And there's still a long way until the playoff happens. Super says he's not a fan of J.D. Carr. I don't know why you aren't. Are you not a fan of him personally? Or are you just not a fan of him as a player? Uh, but you're all right. We are a playoff team. Cliff, I'm telling you. I, I, I like Florida tonight. I do. 
Yeah, and normally it's the an ACL injury. It takes two seasons to get back to your normal self, and this is obviously year one. The good thing though is Mason toured obviously as early as you could have possibly torn it. So, you know, we might get Prime Mason Smith back by the Alabama game. Hopefully, we do. But this was a way better game for him today than last week. So, the running QB in general. Uh, okay. Yeah, Zach, I, I took the over in LSU, uh, Mississippi State, and it hit. Now, we have to give this out. My dear Jaden Daniels card. And I'm going to give this out. Let's see. Let's take a look at our top super chatters here. Hugh, Van, TJ, Kareem, Grant, Jared on the way back from Starkville, Carvis, Jay Rogers, and Zach again. All right. This, this right here. I'm sending this to my friend and yours, Mr. Zach Rome. Congratulations, Zach. You're the winner of the Jaden Daniels card. We did get to a hundo in Super Chats. So there you go. Congratulations. No, it's not a shadow card. I'll thanks to you, Rome. Rome, of course, the kind of card collector himself. So there you go. Well, all right, I'm gonna be like you. We are. I'm gonna watch all the other games, and obviously, start on the uh, film start. Start the mic one out. That's my apology. And uh, yeah, big shout out to Jaden. What performance? I swear to God. Eddie! Power, power. LSU, boom. Special shout out to Louisiana Controls again. And tonight, we are doing. We're doing Sush. Let's go. Ah, ah, ah. 